Finance. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Mad Scientist. Welcome to the Financial Independence Podcast. Sorry, it's been a while since I've been in touch, but as I informed you guys in the last episode, we just had our first kid, so not having much time to do anything these days. But I do actually have a lot of really exciting stuff lined up because I recently just talked to Ramit Sethi from I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And uh, it was great to have him back on the podcast to talk about something that I'm going to be focusing a lot on next year, I think. So really excited to get that episode out to you, hopefully in January. So stay tuned for that because I know Ramit was one of my most popular guests I've ever had on the show. So it, uh, he didn't disappoint on this interview either. I also got a couple other interesting interviews lined up for January, so those will hopefully come out early next year as well. But for today, I just have a short episode for you, and this is something that I've been recording over the last few years. It started back in 2019, around Christmas time actually, and I started interviewing my family members because although I didn't have kids at that time, uh, you know, I thought that was a possibility, and I wanted to just chat to them about money to one, see how I got the way I am with money, because I wouldn't exactly say I'm normal. So I was interested to figure out where my ideas about money came from. But also I wanted to get their tips for raising money conscious kids because uh, my brother, although he's not as extreme as I am, he's still really good with money. So I wanted to talk to my parents and my grandparents about raising kids and talking to them about money and teaching them about money. So this is a short episode, but hopefully it's an entertaining one and informative one. And it couldn't be a better one for me at this point because I'm recording this intro the night before we leave for the airport to go back to the States to see all these people again and spend another Christmas with everyone, which I'm so excited about. And this time we'll be taking our son, which makes the holidays even more exciting. So anyway, this is a very short episode. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening all year. And I hope you guys all have a great holiday season. And I'll speak to you again in 2023. Hey, Daddy-O. Thanks a lot for being here. You're welcome, Brandon. So we we're on the way to the airport. We had a great stay in Pittsburgh, and I just sprung this on you that I was going to ask you a few questions with this microphone about money. So first question, how do you think I got the way that I am with money? Apparently it's on your mother's side. <laughs> no, it's not all my mother's side. So I think... Uh, all through growing up, I remember being yelled at all the time about shutting lights off. Do you remember that? I definitely remember that. That's why they invented switches. <laughs> so what's the point? Well, you just save money. You don't waste money. It's not necessarily that you're going to walk around in the dark. It's just that's why they invented switches. So I think that some of that attitude I have towards money comes from you then? A little bit. So obviously not wasting money is a big thing I've got from you. So why is that important to you? Well, I think you want to use your money for enjoyment, not just to pay bills. So it's easy to turn the switch off to save some money. It's easy to turn a furnace down or off to save some money. And, you know, I've noticed that you enjoy, like I do, going out and eating, eating out. You enjoy your beer. So whenever you look to find a beer, you're never looking at how much does the beer cost. You're looking at what enjoyment am I going to get out of that beer? So the smart thing to do is, you know, save where you can, turn the lights off, turn the heat down, and enjoy the money that you have doing things that you enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you think all that came from with you? Did you, uh, did my grandparents teach you the same things, or was it just more out of necessity? I think it was more out of necessity. I remember when I was younger, 
my dad always worked two jobs. And I remember one month we all had to go out and see if we can find pop bottles to help pay the mortgage that month. So we were all out collecting pop bottles. We would get two cents when we turned them back in at the store, and that would help to pay the mortgage that month. So there's there's part of that. And also, I remember when I was a kid, you bought me five shares of stock. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So I was, I can't remember how old I was. I was probably 10 or something. It was when you could only look up the prices in the newspaper. So it must have been a while ago. Long time ago, yeah. So what was the uh, idea behind that? About investing and saving. And apparently it's worked well. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a big turning point. And you've also told me like, invest early so that you have lots of time for your money to grow and max out your 401k. Yep, it's very, very important. So is there any uh, advice you'd give to parents out there? Uh, Just teach them life lessons early. Teach them about investing and saving and how important it's going to be in the future because we don't know if Social Security is going to be around in 20, 30, 40 years. So they need to figure out what plan they're going to have when they get to my age, retirement age, and what money they're going to have available to them. Excellent. Well, thanks, Dad. Thanks for all those lessons. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. You're welcome, Brandon. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Mom. Thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Brandon. So this is a long time coming. This is actually a year and a half delayed because every other interview in this episode was recorded Christmas time in 2019. And we got too busy during Christmas to do this interview. But I didn't think it mattered because I was planning to come back in May of 2020. But then the coronavirus happened. So now we are May 2021 and I finally made it back to Florida. And now we're sitting here and finally able to do this interview. So money, where did my love of money come from, do you think? At a very early age. Um I remember your brother probably was about three, four, and so then Meg, you about six or seven. And I caught you telling Brian, your younger brother, Brian, I'll give you two dimes for one quarter. So, of course, Brian at three or four thought, wow, I get two for one, and of course he's trading. And I was was like, Brandon, you cannot do that. And then um, as you got older... I think this all came from your grandparents, to be honest. (laughs) I'm wondering because as you got older, Grandma made you hacky sacks. She would crochet hacky sacks for you. They were really big at the time. And you were maybe in middle school at the time, uh, and you would take them to school, and all the kids loved them, so you began selling them. (laughs) And you gave Grandma a stipid to buy material, but you kept all the profits. She also taught you poker. That's right. Yeah, she did. Yeah. So maybe this is where it all started. I know Grandpa has a really strong work ethic. And, um, you know, we come from very humble beginnings and, and, you know, always been very thrifty. And I've always been very uh, economical and never spent above my means. But we always enjoyed things. And so... Well, yeah, I think I get that from you, The you know the importance of the value of money, but also working hard and, and yeah, but in also enjoying yourselves because most of my childhood, you were a single mother raising us both and working a lot with two 
<laughs> kids that fought constantly with each other. So yeah, probably through example was maybe the best way to teach your kids about money because yeah, I realized that one, it was valuable. You didn't waste it. And, and yeah, you had to work hard to get it. So, and I remember too, when you were young, grandma or grandpa, you'd get a gift of say $10 and you would save your $10 or you would try to make $20 out of your $10. I mean, you would buy gemstones that you thought would appreciate or different comic books that you thought would be good or cards, different cards that you could um, double your investment. Whereas Brian would buy a flute <laughs> that would break after two days of, but then he became a musician. So, I mean, there was just the, there was just a big difference even though you were raised in the same household, there was still that difference. So I don't know. I think it's just an innate thing with you with um, money to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. So as kids, we never felt like, you know, money was tight or anything. But I'm sure there were some times where it was really tight. Um, how did you, you know, not pass that worry about money along to us or even make it so that we realized that was an issue? I really don't remember money being tight. I mean, I remember w like the home I bought, I made sure that the mortgage was at a point which I could handle no matter what, because there were a couple times I had to leave my full-time job and work as part-time, but it was still enough to hand, to, to do that. We, I just never invent, you know, um, took out credit that I could, knew I couldn't handle. Uh, so just living below your means effectively allowed a lot of buffer for times when, yeah, things were a bit tighter. Yeah. And I also appreciated there's, there's so much that you can enjoy that doesn't cost money. You don't need things. You know, even if, with this pandemic, this was a really good lesson to learn because we've saved so much during this pandemic just for the fact that we're not going to stores and and um, because you go to a store and you find that there's so many things you didn't even know you needed and you don't need them. And Yeah, just listening to uh, Grandpa last night at dinner when he was saying how they didn't have enough money when they were when he was working with three kids to go out to a vacation. But then you guys started camping and yeah, just the laughs and the smiles on their faces when they were counting all the crazy camping stories that you ended up doing instead and yeah. all those experiences. Yeah. They weren't as luxurious as yeah. maybe going to a fancy beach holiday or something. So to wrap up, I don't know if you have any sort of advice for parents out there, if they do want to raise money conscious kids, but I'd be interested to hear. Well, I think first, like you said, it's modeling that behavior. Also giving them a little bit of freedom, um, allowing them to have some money to, to spend in a way that they want to. They learn from mistakes. I mean, when you buy a flute that breaks in two days and your brother still got his gemstones or he's he's got whatever he's bought and playing, you kind of learn from that and you might choose differently next time. Or in there's a limit, you know, you have to set limits. So you give them a dollar, two dollars, whatever it is. Now it probably has to be five dollars to get anything of decent. But then you know, they spend it the way they want, but they'll learn from that. And you don't give them more because they spent it. And, you know, you just set limits and they have to learn the consequences of it. But modeling is, is really good. And just spending time with your kids, that's giving them things is not the way to show love all the time. It's really investing in them, investing in time with them, 
Um, the other thing, I mean, growing up, I mean, you guys never did without when it came to, they played hockey, they played soccer, you play guitar, violin, uh, karate, mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. there were so many activities that you got involved with, and there are ways to do that economically as, as parents to, you know, join the Y or different things that you don't have to put a lot of investment and play it against Sam. We bought all your sports gear secondhand. You know, we didn't have to buy it firsthand. You grow out of it in, in half the season. But I, I just think, you know, just investing time versus things is is important for kids to see because, and then when you do have something, really appreciating it, you know, showing, always thanking people. You know, I know one thing that I'm very proud of both of you is that when you do receive something from someone, a gift, a card, a um whatever, you always respond with thanks and appreciation. And I think that's a value for parents. And parents have to teach their kids that too. Kids, you know, don't all automatically know that. Yeah. And and she let us get jobs when we were young, like paper routes and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I think obviously working for the money teaches you the value of it. Exactly. I, I mean, that that certainly is a, is a great way to teach kids the value of it because of anything, even education. When you're when you're paying some for your school or you're invested in it in some sense, you appreciate it more. And you, I know it's too many people that go, you know, their school's all paid for and then they never finished or they end up um, flunking out because they're partying too much. Whereas when it's when it's some type of investment you've made in it, you're you're gonna work harder to make it see it through. So that's a great point. Well, thank you, Mom, for spending the time with me. I can't believe it is a year and a half after this project first kicked off, but I'm glad we got to sit down and chat about money. And yeah, thanks for teaching me so many valuable lessons. Uh, no problem. Merry Christmas, Grandma and Grandpa. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So we're sitting here at my mom and stepdad's house after an amazing meal made by my mom and my grandmother. And I'm stuffed and we're just relaxing before everybody goes home. And I just wanted to chat to you guys a little bit about money because I don't know uh, sort of how I became the way I am with money, but I'm sure you guys have some sort of idea. Oh, yes. (laughs) Money was very important to you from your childhood up. (laughs) So ever since I was a kid, you think? Oh, yeah. You would do anything for a dime or a nickel. <laughs> At one time, we went to a wedding, and you were probably about four or five. He, um, Somebody asked him that they wanted the beer, and he said, I'll get it. And he went and he got it. And the guy, when he took it back, tipped him. So he went around asking everybody if they needed a beer, and he ran around making money. <laughs> Tips for getting the beer. Yeah, so I was a bartender five. from very early on, five years old, five my mom had said. So um, So where do you think that comes from, or is it, was I just born that way? I think it was just the way you were born, because it seemed that money was very important to you. And your grandfather said you can't get anywhere without money. So make as much as you can if you want to do things. That's true. And that's a lesson I took to heart. There was, we were laughing today because uh, we were talking about how my, how my hands were so smooth. Talked Smoother to- than a baby's bum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lack of work. <laughs> Lack of work. And I remember when I was a kid that you said to me, Grandpa, you better study hard because 
you're you're not gonna you're not gonna work too hard. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna do any manual labor. That's for sure. <laughs> when you were younger and you come down to rake the leaves in my yard, you spent more time in the living room drinking watching TV than you did raking. That's true. Yeah. So I don't know where that comes from, but um we but- had friends that at a house for a swimming party and you were your mom and your brother were in the pool. And my friend decided to throw money in the pool and have you guys dive for it. And it came time that mom said, you have to go home because you have school tomorrow. So she made you go home, and you were home about three minutes, and you ran to the phone and called back. I wanted to know if anybody else found any more money. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So who knows where that came from? But I knew it was always important to me growing up. But you guys were always good examples with money. We never had much. Yeah, but you worked hard and you provided for your families. And how many jobs did you have at one point? And you were working a ton back when you were I had in the. Three jobs. I worked for the post office. On my days off, I worked for the roofer two days a week. And then after work at the post office, I delivered items for the blind for 25 cents a package. Jeez. And Grandma, you were working hard, too, because you had four kids, but then you also fostered how many kids? Thirteen, but not all at one time. (laughs) One at a time. Yeah, 13 babies. They were newborns. So I think that must have played a huge role and great influence growing up. And I saw that, you know, how hard you worked to provide for such a big family and then an extended family that you willingly took in as well. So, So, yeah, is there anything you'd recommend to anyone that does have kids to teach them about money? It's important, but it's not everything. That's a great lesson. Well, thank you both for all of the life lessons you've taught me over the years, and uh, Merry Christmas, and it's uh, thanks for agreeing to do this last minute. I sprung this on you right as you were uh, finishing your meals and wanting to go to bed because we've eaten so much food. So, um, so thank you for uh, joining me on this. Oh, thank you for asking us. <laughs> all right. Love you guys. Love you too. Finance.